Today on Locked on Mariners, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lunder. Did Rob Manfred actually say something good was going to happen to baseball? Yeah, amazingly enough, he did. And we're going to be talking about that a little bit today here on Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or T-L-O-P-N, or... Yeah, buddy. Please remember to download, rate, and follow this program using whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Why do I say it like that? I have no idea. (laughs) Ask your smart device to play Locked on Mariners podcast or any program here on Tlopin. I'm as surprised as you are, ladies and gentlemen, that we're going to say nice things about Commissioner Rob Manfred. And here with me to do that, Locked on Anaheim Ducks host, Jason Hernandez. Jason, how goes it? Uh, the freaking American League did it again. Oh, eight in a row. Oh, whatever. Uh, but Shohei did the thing, so yay, I guess. I'm a National League guy, but I'm in Anaheim, so Angels, yay. Okay, fine. But Dodgers... <laughs> Didn't they score Second 22 runs or something the other day? Who was that against? 22 to 1 against uh, some horrible team in the desert called the Arizona Diamondbacks. Ah, 22 runs, baby. That <laughs> is the team that we were talking about, um, or that you and John were talking about last Friday yeah. as the worst yeah. in baseball. And then over the weekend, we were having a conversation during uh, one of the Angels Mariners games where I was asking you guys wait, the, the Orioles aren't the worst team? And then I looked at the records, and yeah, the Diamondbacks are actually much worse than the Orioles. Way, way worse. I didn't realize that uh, the, Di- the Diamondbacks, what they lose? Something like 83 games in a row? Something like that. Something it like that. It may as well have been. Oh, well. Anyways, uh, we're going to talk about something Kaiser Manfred said uh, yesterday. Actually, I shouldn't be calling him Kaiser Manfred in this case because there are a couple of rules that I'm not a fan of. And, J.D., I don't think you're a fan of these either. I know Sully on Locked On MLB is not a fan of at least one of these rules. And that would be the extra inning T-ball free runner rule that might not be a thing next year. Yes, Jason? Sully's ecstatic about this. (laughs) that he is. Yeah, as well he should be, quite honestly. That and the uh, seven-inning games for double hitter, double headers, pardon me, those probably are going to be going by the wayside yeah. for next season. And in terms of, and I'm, this is coming from an article written by Mark Feinsand on MLB.com, quoting the article, Commissioner Rob Manfred uh, said Tuesday morning that the seven-inning double headers and the extra-inning rule that places an automatic runner on second base are not in the league's quote long-term future end quote end quote uh, to, it, it goes on Com- commissioner manford also said quote i see the extra inning rule and the seven inning double header as rules that were adopted based on medical advice to deal with covid i think they are much less likely to become part of our permanent landscape than some of the other rules that we've talked about over time that relate to how the game is being played and Quote, I think he's probably referring to the universal DH, which I'm also not a fan of. I would honestly rather have the universal DH than that T-ball runner in extra innings. So I am over the moon about this, J.D. Finally, something good came out of this 
weekend from Rob Manfred. <laughs> he needed to do something positive this this weekend. Um, I don't know if you saw, you know, the relentless booing that he got during the first round of the MLB draft. On the first pick, as soon as he came to the stand, he got booed relentlessly. Hmm. But it got worse. Those were hand-picked fans oh, that really? booed him. Oh, really? During the first round of the MLB draft. Every single pick, he got booed. Everywhere he went, he got booed. Even at the end of the Midsummer Classic, he got booed there, too. And then he comes out with this. <laughs> We're finally going to get rid of the runner on second base rule, which I thought was horrendous. I thought that actually lengthened some games. It probably did lengthen some games, yes. It did, because when you got to the 10th and 11th innings, when that happened, you would have all this strategy about how to get the lead runner out, and then you had a lot more of looking back on the second baseman. You had, at times, some pitchers would throw back to second before throwing a pitch in the 10th inning. Doesn't that seem abnormal? Yeah, typically the first throw should be the one towards home, not the one towards second. Yeah, okay, fine. There's more to it than that because with runners on base, pitchers generally work a lot slower than they do with the bases empty. That's almost universal across the board. Way slower. And that slowed down the games to a snail's pace. The other rule, or I guess non-rule possibly, is the seven-inning doubleheaders. John and I talked about this. Yes, you where, did. Hey, there's a seven-inning no-hitter. It doesn't really count as a no-hitter, <laughs> but it's a complete game. Yeah, it's a complete game, but it still doesn't count as an official no-hitter. None of these, no, no more of these qualified complete games. No, a complete game, by definition, is when you complete the game at the end of a regulation nine-inning game. That's a complete game. We've None had two, seven yeah. inning crap. We've had two such no hitters this year that have been in double headers. Max Scherzer, I think, had one of them. Yes, JD. Oh, but we we can't call them official no, no. hitters. Stay with me. <laughs> Stay can't. with me here. Stay with me here. Max right. Scherzer pitched one of these seven inning no hitters, mm-hmm. and just last week or so, um, it was a combined no to Tampa Bay. Thank you. Yeah. I'm with you guys. I don't think this these should be counted as regular run-of-the-mill no-hitters because – and you guys were talking about that you'd have to go back in history and find some game-shortened no-hitter that called for darkness, called for rain. Remember in 1990, Matt Young, I think it was, who was pitching for the Yankees, had an eight-inning no-hitter, but he lost the game one to nothing, and the Yankees were the away team. So there was no bottom of the ninth to give him an opportunity to try to complete a nine-inning no-hitter – He's not in the record books. That is not a Major League Baseball sanctioned no-hitter, even though it was eight no-hit innings. Same Mm -hmm. thing happening here. And then you could also go through um, Pedro Martinez was throwing a perfect game in 1996 against the Padres, I want to say. Yep. And Bip Roberts Roberts was the one who let off the 10th inning, I believe, with a single or a double. Yes, he did. And... Why Why do I remember that one so well? He was pitching in Montreal for, at the time. Former Dodger. I know. I know. Yeah. And then yeah, and then if you're going to uh, you know, go that route, the famous Harvey Haddix game where he threw, mm-hmm. what, thir- 12 or 13 perfect oh. innings. 12 perfect oh, innings. Boy. And he lost, not only lost the perfecto in the 13th. I've talked about this on the show before. He lost the perfecto in the 13th and the game. That might be the best pitched Major League Baseball game of all time. 
and he doesn't get credit for a perfecto, even though he threw 12 perfect innings because he didn't see it through. Oh, this happened a few years ago, too. Can I remind you of another one that happened? I would be happy if you did. Rich Hill against the Pittsburgh Pirates in Pittsburgh. He had a no-hitter. You're right. After nine innings, going into the bottom of the 10th inning, he lost the no-hitter. He lost the game. It was 0-0 going into the 10th because Rich Hill still had a decent pitch count and lost in the bottom of the 10th. I remember that game, and I remember that since it was against the Pirates, everybody was bringing up Harvey Haddix again because the Uh Haddix game... Harvey Haddix was a Pittsburgh Pirate at the time, so that's why people were drawing those parallels. I remember exactly where I was at that time, actually, um, but I, I, we don't need to get into that. As a matter of fact, we're up on a break right now, J.D. Don't All have right. a trivia corner today, but I do have a word from Freshly if you're interested, and I bet you are. I I am. Go ahead. Tell me more. Tell me more. All right. Here it is. We're all trying to get in shape and eat right. Ladies and gentlemen, Freshly can help. Their delicious meals are designed by nutritionists and cooked by chefs, making it easier to eat better. Freshly Mm. offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No Mm. cooking required. That helps a fellow like me who doesn't like to cook. Grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain, especially right now. And with Freshly, you just don't have to. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week, so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering is so easy. Visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying better for you meals like mm. steak peppercorn mm. sausage baked penne or their Ooh. chicken pesto bowl that one sounds Ooh. really good steak peppercorn also right up my alley oh yeah you bet freshly can fit your lifestyle with a variety of plans and meals to pick from that work for your dietary needs preferences tastes and family size i'm a family of one so that'd be pretty easy wouldn't it <laughs> for now our listeners can try freshly for just six dollars and 16 cents per meal that's almost six dollars and 17 cents per meal stop searching the internet for healthy food near me every night and start living life freshly your meals are always delivered fresh never frozen and are ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes with new meals added each and every week freshly brings the convenience of chef made nutritionist designed classics right to your kitchen right now freshly is offering our listeners forty dollars off your first two orders when you go to freshly.com slash locked on stop stressing about dinner and go to freshly.com slash locked on for forty dollars off your first two orders that's freshly.com slash locked on for forty dollars off your first two orders Forty dollars off, huh? Forty dollars off your first two orders, yes, sir. There's some good-looking meals there, buddy. I, yes, there sure are. Coming up, what will Jason Hernandez have to say about the upcoming NHL expansion draft? Maybe yeah, he'll me. say, "What was that?" Yeah, that's me. That's you. Yeah. 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 Well, you bl- you blew the T, so maybe I'll just use that one going into oh. C block. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's all right. The joke isn't even worth it now, so I'll just tell you about the Spotify Green Room Gang. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. Hey, hey, the app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, and athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. We have a good time doing this, gang. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Mariners once per week. Yes, indeed. Green Room is a perfect place to start or join conversations 
conversations about the league, you'll find fans uh, on there just like yourself for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. I'm sure the green room was blowing up over the Will Vest news. <clears throat> Go download the free Green Room app now. Currently available on all iOS devices with a beta version for Android. That is what I use. Doesn't have all the features quite yet, but they're working on it. Be sure to create a profile and join the Major League Baseball group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Locked on Mariners, oddly enough. Hmm. To be hmm. notified when my room goes live. I don't have a set time when I do it. Just when I have some free time. Have not done mine for the week thus far. And I don't know if I'm going to do it during the week or if I'm going to wait till the weekend series with the Angels. Just kind of depends on how the week goes. But, um, you know, follow me at Locked On Mariners to find out when I do go live. This is going way too long. Green Room changing the way we talk about sports. Oh, you're just waiting for the weekend so I can go in there and talk about the Angels, too. Ah, no, no, no. You know, <laughs> I know what's going to happen. What's going to happen? Welcome back to Locked On Mariners. Here once again is your host, D.C. Lundberg. Is he not this weekend? I was going to say, I don't think he's coming back for this series, which uh, greatly helps the Mariners. Oh, Uh, yay. We're back, aren't we? Yes, thank you very much, Joey. I'm sure (laughs) we just talk right on through the musical interlude, don't we? That is fine. We're back here on Locked On Mariners with Jason Hernandez talking a little uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred actually making some sense. Yeah. In, uh, in A Block. I don't know how much more conversation we're going to get out of that, JD. We started to talk about shortened and lengthened uh, no hitters. Um, and I don't know how much we're gonna, more conversation we're going to get out of that I mean, either. I mean, look, the, w- the way they did the seven innings was ridiculous because that took away from the complete games, as I talked about. It also takes away from having fans do, I don't know, split double headers. When they had the day-night doubleheaders, ah. those also had to be seven innings. Can you imagine being a fan that had a ticket for that game? You paid regular price, That's a good and then point. it got rained out, and you had to use that ticket for one of the games the following day. I paid for nine innings, not seven. What is this crap? You mean the beer sales go off on the middle of the fifth inning now? What is that? <laughs> yeah, I imagine they are about that I never thought about that yeah I never thought about that but that's a hell of a good point also what about the seventh inning stretch um there is no seventh inning stretch I was gonna say but I I will say that the seven inning double header rule made sense last year Mm -hmm. this year I don't think they should have done it and I never liked the free uh runner rule I always thought that implementing that last year was kind of Commissioner Manfred's way of backdooring that into baseball, only using the pandemic as an excuse. Well, I think he saw some of the games, saw how they're getting slowed down, and decided to go against it, thank God. So maybe this is something in the right direction for baseball. And maybe this opens something else up. If Manfred is willing to step back on that, mm-hmm. maybe he will consider something else that will actually speed up games. The pitch clock. That is one thing that I would love to see implemented. It's implemented in minor league baseball. It's implemented it, in low A. And yeah, look it, how fast those games are going. There was an article that came out a few years ago about what's going on as the worst off- offense in baseball. And it's time between pitches. Mm-hmm. And this was pretty alarming. From now until a few decades ago, the average time between pitches has gone up an average of 12 seconds. And DC, I know you can do the math fairly quickly. Yep. 
on average, there's about 250 pitches. So I will let you do the math. And while you do the math, I will just say another thing about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fact that you have this much time and this much more time between pitches, Mm -hmm. it's ludicrous because I've seen times where we have a minute between pitches and it takes entirely too long and it slows down the pace of the game. That's the real offender in general. And there should be a pitch clock. I mean, imagine if you went from a minute to 30 seconds for some of those pitches. Mm -hmm. You could already see maybe a few minutes dropped right there. And how long ago, I mean, when they were comparing, they said over the decades, right? So when did this? Yeah, it's looking like like they started this in the 70s. That, okay, so, so the number I got actually makes sense. If there's an average of 12 more seconds between pitches now as compared to the 70s, that's about 50 years ago, that's adding about 3,000 seconds per game or 50 minutes. That makes sense. It makes total <laughs> sense. Look at the average game time of a game from the 1970s. You'd be hard-pressed to find something that lasted three hours unless it's a 11-12 inning ball game and it seems like the average these days is about 3 hours 15 minutes 3 and a half hours I know the the Mariners might not be a good example because they work the count very well so they might be seeing a few more pitches per ball game than other teams but I've noticed that they've been playing some very long games recently almost averaging about three and a half hours. That said, they're all, they've also played some very quick ball games at two and a half hours. And you know which ones are more enjoyable, J.D.? The two, two and a half the hour two games. and a half hour ball games. I think it was, was it Saturday that they played just a great game against the Angels that was two hours and 50 minutes. It seemed like it was paced perfectly. Both teams played pretty well. It was a good baseball game. And we yeah, have it for you guys. <laughs> no, it was a good overall baseball game because like I think both teams played pretty well. It was enjoyable to watch. And we just don't have a whole lot of those anymore. Um but Yeah. I don't Angel- know. Well, two things. One, the Angels didn't have the rally kid behind them. That's true. And two, um, another reason that game went pretty fast was because the pitchers actually worked a little bit faster. (gasps) Imagine that. Maybe that's the point then. We do need a pitch clock. Like you said, it's been implemented in the minor leagues. The average on the Spokane Indians website, they said that the average game lasts about two and a half hours. One reason that minor league games are shorter is because they don't have the TV commercial breaks that Major League Baseball does. There's nothing that can be done about that. Baseball needs the ad revenue to sustain itself. I get that. That's not going to change. Fine. I'll, I'll concede that point. Pitch clocks is something that can change. Even the Professional Bowlers Association uses a shot clock. They give, their play, they give the bowlers 25 seconds to go through their pre-shot routine, and then the shot clock stops when they begin their approach. I hate to compare baseball to other sports, but maybe it's warranted in this case because I can't think of another sport. I that- can think of a comparison that's pretty apt for just the general sports crowd right now. All right, but if I can. Yes, uh, let me finish my point and then you can. The right. NBA has a shot clock. Uh-huh. The NFL has a play clock. What say you? Go back to the NBA. How yes. long is the shot clock in the NBA? 24 seconds, I think. Did you know that the NBA also has a free throw clock? I did not, and but it makes this sense. This has been made fun of. This has been made fun of and this can kind of segue into the break that the Milwaukee Bucks Giannis Antetokounmpo he takes his time on the free throw and he has this whole I guess routine that sometimes takes longer than 10 seconds 
at the referee's discretion, they can blow the player for a free throw violation if he takes longer than 10 seconds from the point he's given the ball to the point of release. I had did you know that. I did not know that, but thank you for pointing that out. Yep. And, and the it, reason I and the reason I point this out, if I can t- be humorous here, sure, because this is a true story. All right. When Giannis has gone to the free throw line during the NBA Finals, the relentless Phoenix Suns fans have been counting up as soon as he touches the ball. They count <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. It's oh, hilarious. hilarious. That it's is great. great. That is great. And again, I hate comparing baseball to other sports. I just don't like that argument. But there's precedent for a play clock or a pitch clock or a shot clock. It wouldn't be anything revolutionary that they would be instituting, and it would be very easy to do. But like you said, we're kind of up on a break. So if you out there have a question or a comment, please send it into LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. Questions and comments on any subject are highly encouraged. does not have to be about the Mariners. doesn't even have to be about sports at all, really. LockedOnMariners at gmail.com is the place to send those questions. Trying this again. Coming up, what will Jason Hernandez have to say about the upcoming NHL expansion draft? Maybe it'll be plurk, plack, plickety, plack. Ah, that wasn't no. worth it, was it? Anyways, we do have this word from Built Bar, the greatest protein bars in the history of hexahedral prisms. That's right, gang, hexahedral prisms. They're high in protein and fiber and also low in sugar and calories. But best of all, JD, they are high in good old-fashioned deliciousness, aren't they? Mm-mm. They are you, delicious. You bet. Go on over to BuiltBar.com to place an order so you can try them for yourself. You can order their variety box to sample a little of everything or compile a box of the three flavors that most intrigue you, like salted caramel, mm. double chocolate, mm. and dental alginate. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, JD, what's your favorite flavor? All joking aside. Long live the limited edition churro puff. Ah, that, that was a good one. I have to go with the peanut butter brownie. Close second is a mint is mint brownie, but that's that one's good too. Those are, but you can't go wrong with really any of them, gang. And no. if you use, if you use promo code locked fifteen at checkout, you'll get fifteen percent off your order. Don't you know? Go on oh, yeah. over to builtbar.com. Promo code locked fifteen for fifteen percent off your order. Built Bar, have you had your break today? Now back to Locked On Mariners and your host, DC Lundberg. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, yes, indeed. Thank you very much, Joey Martin, for leading us back into the final segment of the day here on Locked On Mariners. I'm here with uh, Locked On Anaheim Ducks host, Jason Hernandez. Yo. And there are some Seattle hockey happenings. Uh, upcoming here in just a few days, the NHL expansion draft is occurring. Oh. I'm sorry, Jason. Was it Friday or Saturday? This weekend. This weekend. Saturday, Saturday Sunday. Yay. Yep. And uh, teams have not submitted their protection lists for the expansion draft. But, Jason, I was kind of wondering if you could enlighten you know, the Seattle baseball fans on kind of procedurally how the NHL expansion draft operates. Okay. So the actual draft takes place a week from today. Teams have until Sunday to submit their list of protected players. And what each of the 30 teams, except for the Vegas Golden Knights, so they're exempt from this. But the other 30 teams, they must submit a list. And here's what is on that list. It must be one goalie, 
three defensemen and seven forwards or one goalie and any eight skaters. That's what every team must submit to the league by Sunday. Mm -hmm. And then the Kraken have an exclusive window from July 18th to the 21st to interview and sign pending free agents. And these are the pending unrestricted free agents who are left unprotected in the expansion draft. Mm. If they sign that player in that window, it counts as their pick from that player's former team. Oh, so a little bit of an interesting twist on that one. Um, Anyone that has a no movement clause at the time of the draft must be protected and will be counted toward that team's protection limits. And this also applies to anyone that has been in the league for at least three seasons. Here's the fun part. All first and second year pros and all unsigned draft choices are exempt from selection and does not have to be protected. Hey, that's good for my Ducks because there's a lot of young guys on the Ducks that (laughs) Seattle cannot touch. Mm. Yay for that. But then there's other kind of like rules here. Like you have to play at least 40 games the prior season to count as a season. There's accrued seasons, like a lot of weird stuff Mm -hmm. as far as accrued games. That's just like really, really weird. But that is the basics of how the expansion draft is going to work. And that's going to be really the next week. So Seattle fans, get ready. I mean, get ready for some Seattle Kraken hockey and get ready for some big-time madness coming up, which I will talk about on my show too, but just be ready for it. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, that sounds a little bit more complicated than the Major League Baseball expansion draft when they they have to utilize those. Um, And you talking about signing unrestricted free agents brought to mind the Colorado Rockies signing Andres Galarraga prior to the expansion draft during the winter meetings. I don't know why that brought that into my head, but bringing it back to baseball once again. And as far as protected lists go, you know, at least in baseball, they don't have to... Uh, there there are no quotas to meet for any one specific position, but it also has to do with uh, players with no trade clauses, for example, must be on the protected list and things of that nature. I learned all of this when uh, one of my uh, listeners sent in an email question asking, asking me which players on the Mariners I would put on an expansion protected list should there have to be an expansion draft next season. And that was oh, a couple months ago, I think. Hey, there are 30 teams right now. You could have 32 teams in Major League Baseball. I'm just saying. I, I think that there should be, and it's something that I think I've talked about briefly on the show before, and it's something that Commissioner Manfred has said. He's not going to entertain the notion of expanding the league at all until the stadium situations in both Tampa Bay and Oakland are kind of solidified. Which is smart. That is Wait, smart. that's another smart thing? Yeah. <sighs> But maybe, the, maybe I should stop talking about Manfred and talk about something else regarding <laughs> hockey because there is a, another bit of news. There is another bit of news, and this one I'm rather excited for. Go for it. Which we probably should talk about because the Seattle Kraken will be released hey, mm-hmm. Sunday, September 26th. DC, you would be interested in this. I know. The first ever game of the Seattle Kraken in preseason is going to take place at the Spokane Veterans Memorial Arena home of the Spokane Chiefs, yes, the WHL indeed. team. Mm-hmm. That's taking place Sunday, September 26th. And tickets for that go on sale on Friday. So I imagine Spokane is going to be turned upside down for a day. But hey, that's for a very good reason. Because you would get to be, like you and Spokane, would be 
the first people to see the Kraken Unleashed. I tickets, like you said, go on sale on Friday. I have no idea how much tickets are, but I'm going to at least try to get them. And if they're not too expensive, remember, I don't have very much money, ladies and gentlemen. But if they're affordable, sure as shoot, and I'm going to this game because I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I've never been to a hockey game before at any level. <sighs> and we'll we'll is, change that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll change that for sure. But right at this exact moment, JD, we're a little bit over time, I think, so we got to go. So can I mention this to three cities? Please do. It's the three rink rush. Everett, Kent, and Spokane. Spokane is the first game. Then at Everett at the Angel of the Winds Arena, October 1st. And then at Kent, home of the Seattle soccer team, at the Accesso Showwear Center at Kent, Washington, October 2nd. So, hey, Seattle fans, be excited for a hockey team. They're coming. Yes, indeed. And if you live in Seattle, you can very easily get to Everett or Kent because they're both very close. See, uh, Spokane's kind of a hike. It's at least three hours away if you're flooring it. In any case, we do have to go, Jason. Thank you very much for enlightening us on the kind of nuts and bolts on the NHL expansion draft. Some very interesting stuff there. I'd like to know why the Golden Knights are exempt. Can you actually explain that real quick? I know the music's going, but uh, if you can give a quick answer to that. Because they were the previous expansion team just a few years ago. That's the main reason. And they also didn't get the money for the expansion fees. <laughs> Those two reasons are why. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you for giving a quick answer. And now can you tell us where we can find you on Twitter and also tell about tell us about your great show, Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Locked on Anaheim Ducks is daily talking about the... Anaheim Ducks and once weekly the San Diego Goals. You could find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or find me on Twitter at StimpyJD talking hockey, talking baseball, talking all kinds of fun stuff. So check me out on Twitter once again at StimpyJD. There you go, buddy. Thank you very much. Tomorrow on Locked on Mariners, again, not exactly sure what we will be discussing, but I will be joined by Billy Cranston, Philbert Shellbach, and a box of cream-filled oatmeal pies. Ooh, that sounds good, doesn't it? Not anymore. I ate them. You ate one of my guests. (laughs) Well, in any case, I'll, I'll find somebody else. In any case, please remember to download and follow Locked on Mariners. Look for us in any podcasting app you can happen to think of. Leave a rating and review if your podcasting app of choice so allows. And remember to check out the other great programs here on the Locked on Podcast Network, of course, including Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Thank you once again to Jason Hernandez for joining me today. I'm DC Lundberg. I'll talk to you tomorrow. In the interim, have a great afternoon. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski will keep you updated on the latest news in every major sport with Locked On's team of local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. This is Joey Martin for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.